This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest and it's a bit of a longer interview, so I don't want to make this intro too long, but today I'm chatting with my good friend, Ben Harris. I'm sure a lot of you are already familiar with Ben. Ben is a fear alchemist and intuitive guide and host of the Feeling Free podcast. I have had the honor of being a guest on his show as one of his first guests ever, which is wild to think about. It feels like so long ago. And since then, Ben and I have become good friends. He is such an amazing soul. And his work is all about empowering people to overcome their deepest fears and really just be the truest, most amazing, magical versions of themselves. I always love episodes with friends because it's just such a different energy and more of a conversation back and forth. So I was really excited to record with Ben and we kind of just like, I don't know, go all kinds of places, which is what I love. And something that I love about him so much is that we both really challenge each other and expand each other. And after the show, both of us were like, wow, that was that was really helpful for both of us too. And just left both of us with a lot to think about. We talked about growing into confidence, running intuitive businesses, getting more men in spiritual spaces, masculine, feminine energy balance. I talked a lot about different things that I had been moving through as well. So it's just a lot of good stuff here. And it was a long time coming. Ben is so incredible. And I definitely recommend you check him out if you don't already follow him on Instagram. His handle is the dot fear dot guy. So the fear guy with periods in between, but he is just such an incredible human and someone I connected with straight off the bat, such a great friend. And yeah, I'm just really excited for you all to listen to this conversation with Ben. It's a really good one. So I'm excited to hear what you think and let's just hop into the episode. So enjoy this conversation with Ben Harris. One of my favorite health hacks is using Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex. I became obsessed with apple cider vinegar about five years ago. It changed my life. I always struggled with imbalanced blood sugar. I would have energy crashes. I would have mood swings. I would have intense sugar cravings. My appetite was out of control. And something that helped me so much was apple cider vinegar and taking that every single day. The thing is, and people who know me know, I used to literally carry a huge jar of apple cider vinegar everywhere, which was kind of a pain in my butt. And it actually started to have negative effects on my enamel because I would drink it all the time, diluted, of course. But Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex makes it so much easier to get the benefits of apple cider vinegar for balancing my blood sugar and my gut health. I noticed a huge difference in my digestion when I take apple cider vinegar. This supplement makes it so much easier to get those benefits and I don't have any of the downsides of having to carry around a big bottle of ACV 
or having those negative effects on my teeth. Paleo Valley uses all organic ingredients and the supplement has a blend of organic ACV, lemon, Ceylon cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric. Super high quality and so effective if you are looking to balance your blood sugar, reduce sugar cravings, help your digestion, and even help stop some heartburn symptoms, then check this out. I also want to give a shout out to Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex, one of my favorite products ever. It is so hard to find a high quality vitamin C and this is the best vitamin C I have ever used. I've tried so many. If you've been on any type of detox protocols, I'm sure you know how important a vitamin C is. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex is made up of three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, Amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Most vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and have just ascorbic acid, but Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex has the full spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. This is amazing for helping to boost your immune system, support detoxification. It helps to boost energy, reduce fatigue. It can also help to combat weight gain and helps to regulate your stress hormone. And with all of the focus around boosting the immune system right now, I think this is so helpful for everybody to have in their supplement cabinet. Remember that all Paleo Valley products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods, I am obsessed. So if you want to try out either of these supplements or any of Paleo Valley's other products, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go. Well, I want to know what's been what's been cooking for you because i know you had a big transformations as always but i feel like you're 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 going through a lot of really cool i don't know levels of expansion recently so what's what's mm-hmm. that been like for you <laughs> well before i answer that can i just ask from someone that you know i admire and respect from your from your feeling and observation what is it felt like for <laughs> <laughs> or oh, he, tur- he turns it around <laughs> first question of of the podcast if i ask a question do you want to be the host no i love it i do the same thing when i'm on shows mm-hmm. <laughs> i like interview with the other person <laughs> um well it's been really cool for me to i would say watch but i would say more of into it like you know i'll mm-hmm. reach out to you and i'll be like they just told me to check in mm-hmm. but I feel that you're so much more confident. Like, not Mm -hmm. that you weren't before. Like, I never saw you as not being confident, but just like more embodied and more integrated and more expansive and like calmer. Like, Mm. it it was kind of, it's kind of like a different type of not giving a fuck. I feel like before (laughs) you, you didn't, but also you kind of did. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a more external extroverted version of it. And now it's more of a just, I am mm-hmm. and letting, as you said, the frequency be the formula and emit. Um, so that's, that's how I feel. Love that. Well, that's spot on. Thank you for living my life for me. But cause <laughs> that's re- cause that really is what it is. And that's funny that you bring up confidence. Um, and yeah, a different level of like not giving a fuck or, and you said embodied and integrated, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a workshop yesterday with like someone's mastermind that had me come in 
And someone, it was a woman, and she, like, she, we, like, during this hour, I was able to guide or reflect and be a mirror for three people with their fear, fear stuff. And hers was, if I'm not, if things don't go wrong, that I'm not important because she's so, she gets her value from fixing. And that, once I heard her and like asked her questions and held that space for her, I, re- I realized during that conversation, literally in that moment, I was like, wow, I've released that because that's what I used to feel. Meaning coming from the coaching space, coming from even being like a super positive person, personal development is like, I need you to feel like I've saved you so I can get my, so I can feel important enough, so I can feel significant. And now I just know it. Like, no matter if anyone works with me, no matter if someone says something, it's, it's this knowing and like this true like embodiment, like it's come down, like right, like literally in my body and like in my code. And do you know what like a Soma Vedic is? Mm-mm. So I have it on my floor. It emits frequency, cleans, you know, 5G, free radicals, like even like restructures water and crap like that. Um, but I picture it like I am that mm-hmm. now. Meaning like as I walk and be, or as people come into my field, I'm cleansing or clarifying or activating for myself, for others. And so it's like, I am the dopest technology you are, everyone is. And so it's like, that's what I picture. Like it's literally in my DNA. Um, Of course, I'm still evolving and remembering more and more and more. But yeah, that's the best way to say it is like the confidence piece. Yeah, I love that you bring that up. I feel like I've I've gone through a similar thing in the last year of... For me, I've totally like restructured my business because I realized that a lot of the the way I structured it was so that I would get that, like I was like living for that feedback of like, holy shit, you changed my life. And it was like my ego that mm-hmm. wanted that one-on-one connection, knowing that, you know, like my guides tell me like, you're not here, like, you're not here to do the one-on-one stuff. Like that's not, let's, let's go over here. But my ego wanted me to stay there because I loved that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that. And then even like to the second part of what you were saying, I felt that so clearly in the last six months of like finally realizing, I I mean, I went through my whole life feeling like if I just did harder, if I just did Mm -hmm. better, that it would be a better result. And that, that proved itself to be true to me in many ways when I was moving through my education system, let's say, or my Mm -hmm. family system that was rooted in that way of thinking. But then now it's like a whole new playground. And I realized that it's so it's so freeing of I don't have to do anything, but it's the more I be and the more I actually put my intention on how I be that the energy radiates out further and further and in fact affects more people than if I'm using that energy to do in a certain direction that's limiting. So I have felt mm. that personally really deeply. Love it. I <laughs> want to talk about how you kind of got here because something Mm -hmm. that I told you I wanted to talk about was this conversation around like uh, getting more men to be (laughs) in a spiritual space. And I don't know if it's just selection bias or if there are actually less men or if there are just, uh, I was talking to one of my other male friends about this and he, and he was saying that 
he didn't get into spirituality for a while because he felt like the only models of it he saw were just a certain type of person and he mm-hmm. felt like he wasn't that type of person like yeah. he um and like there there kind of weren't enough different models of it which i, I feel as well like i i felt like i wasn't a spiritual person because i'm not super serious and like mm-hmm. i just talk differently um and then i realized that's some bullshit but this has come up like in my communities of some of the guys in my community saying like hey let's get more men here and i'm like yeah let's let's do it so i would love mm-hmm. to hear your your take on this and um you know how you comfortable <laughs> in this space for sure so before i go into me because i'm different i think so when you said like spirituality there is no one way right and that that's the trap or you, you know you said the bullshit of spirituality looks like this like you have to meditate no you don't like you could literally just be so in tune with yourself. Like, yes, you can meditate. It's not that you don't meditate, but it's when like you meditate or you journal or you read or you do plant medicine to be that instead of, no, I'm a spiritual being and I do what I feel called to. Mm -hmm. For me, not trying to be something or do something. And I think that's where we get caught and trapped in because then that literally keeps us looped in what we're trying to get out of. like we get out of a box, right? Especially quote unquote, new age spiritual people. We get out of a religious box and then we put ourselves in another box of rules. I'm like, this is the way that you'll be spiritual. You know, like shout out to my crystals, you know, I'm like, you have to do this. It's like, yes, you can do that. Those are beautiful things, but it's, it looks different. Like there is no wrong or right way. And kind of even like what we're going to talk about is like with the masculine and feminine stuff, that can be the same thing like we're creating more rules like there are certain like universal laws but with people um like whether it's just their personality whatever you believe in if you look at their astrology charts like for example if a woman has more capricorn she will probably have more of a tendency like more masculine energy and like so that's not quote unquote wrong and she can still be feminine but it's like the trap also of comparing masculine feminine is one is greater one is lesser and and like being competitive and trying to do it right and not do it wrong but it's like no, at the end of the day all of this is is just like just be you mm-hmm. that's really all it is um and so like going back to me of how i've got here like mo- i don't want to say most of us but a good amount of us like when we're kids at a certain point you probably feel like the most us right and then we get we forget or conditioned or taught or incentivized out of it. And with me, so I grew up in Utah, so I grew up Mormon. And my mom, she had like, I remember like at eye level, you know, looking at when I was a little kid, looking at her dresser, she had the book like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know, like that thing. I remember seeing like Wayne Dyer. So she's always been into that. And we were uber religious. Like I was the kid reading my scriptures and praying morning and night. Um, and even as a three-year-old, I briefly remember this and my mom has told me this story. Like for my third birthday, I wanted to go to a Mormon temple. I didn't want to have like a party. I wanted to go mm. like connect. <clears throat> and there's different stories like that. So for me, I know that I've come in a little bit differently um, just from past life stuff and just what natural inclinations. but 
kind of of what you've mentioned at the very beginning of the transformation or the letting go or the remembering that I've had is just like coming back to me of just like my own connection with myself or with God or with universe or with source or with guides or whatever. That is like what I've come back to and, and like me and like my own frequency, my own formula. And that's unique to me. And like everyone is trying to be something instead of just being. And that's so tricky. And I honestly didn't even understand what being really meant until recently. I thought being literally just meant doing nothing. But almost like doing nothing is so powerful. But it's not that you're doing nothing. It's so tricky because like you're working on like your frequency and being so present with yourself and doing things like with your vibration and like internally that it's so powerful, but it just doesn't seem like to our 3D plane in reality, it seems like you're doing nothing, but it's actually so powerful to like, because you think of how we used to be of how humans or before humans, like we would just think slash feel because heart and mind were united and things would just be created. It was kind of coming from that place, right? Of like, I don't have to do this to get this. It's just like, it's just there for me. Mm. And I trust it. And it's just there. And I just keep walking. And I'm like, sweet, that's dope. Like, it's there for me. So I didn't really ask your answer your question about masculinity. But that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, that's helpful. Let me <laughs> let me ask some more questions. Well, mm. so like, was this just a natural progression? Or was there anything that motivated you to like, explore more of this? Specifically? Uh, like personal development, spirituality, yeah. just yeah. all of this stuff. All the stuff. Um, it's been a mix. So it has looked in different ways. So when I graduated high school, my first um, passion was music. And so this is actually where I first learned about fear is, no, I don't want to say first, but one of like the big things is I used to go around downtown and like on the weekends, me and a buddy, and we would ask people to rap for them. And then we would ask for a topic. And we called it fear fighting because we were absolutely terrified. Um, but we knew, like, we knew that we wanted to perform. We knew that we wanted to do these things. And one of the first things after I graduated high school, like, I barely had any performing experience. I entered a rap contest in Brooklyn and <laughs> just got owned. <laughs> just, but I did it because, like, I knew I just had, like, I can't imagine not doing it. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, it's yes and no. Um, I've I've cultivated it. I think everyone has that inkling. It's a different degree. It's, it's varying, but I like I can't imagine not pursuing it, like or leaning into that fear. And you know, whether how much you how much weight you put on human design, like like for me, literally, is like I don't feel fear in the way that some others, most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I view it pretty just like simply, and I don't let it like weigh me down or like be as heavy or constricting as other people. So there's definitely like natural gifts and inclinations, but I've cultivated the hell out of it as far as choosing every single day because it excites me. So yes, natural inclination, but I choose it every single day still. I want to see your chart. What are, what are you? What's your energy type? (laughs) So I'm I'm a projector, but I can't tell you the other things on top of it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like the numbers and all that stuff. Can I see it later? Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. I love human design. What would you say? Okay. Like for example, with masculine feminine energy balance, I would say very, very young, super in my feminine, and then kind of got knocked into my masculine. Yeah. Just like very masculine energy dominant for a long time. And then in the last couple of years, it's been like actively trying to like reconnect with my feminine energy. And I know that like my core is much more that energy. And that's kind of been my trajectory. What would you say yours has been? Mm. So I grew up with a lot of women. Um, so single mom who raised, you know, five kids almost on her own, right? Like some of the kids were older, but still. And I grew up with a younger sister and I still had lots of, um, like I grew up with dudes, you know, like buddies, like male buddies and like good, and like in my church and like boy scouts, like a lot of male leaders. Um, but I've naturally, it's funny because I thought I was just more in tune or more feminine, mm-hmm. um, which I like from the, it depends, right? Who you are, how you're viewing me, what is the context? Um, but there's, I ha- also have a lot of masculine energy, which I didn't know. Um, like whether it's in my chart or just in my energy or whatever that is. And so cultivating that has also been beautiful because I'm such a natural, I'm very naturally go with the flow and chill and like introspective. And so, you know, but at a point, like going with the flow is actually like against the quote unquote masculine, right? Instead of like, like, no, like, here's what we need to do. Like, let's do this. And so it's, yeah, that's like an interesting question. Cause I think it's been a, a mix of both for me of at times. Ooh, no, here's, I remember a couple of years ago, a girl told me, oh, I wasn't masculine enough. Mm. And, but her perception of masculine is different than the quote unquote divine masculine. She thinks masculinity is someone who doesn't care enough and is like more manipulative and like dismissive and not in touch with the emotions. But really the the divine masculine is a man who is in touch with his emotions actually really, really well because he can hold that and be really present and be really conscious and not try and fix it. And like, you're so in tune and you feel it, but you don't try and change it. And it's so when people think masculinity, it's not like the quote unquote true or divine. It's a distorted version of that. Oh, I totally, I totally agree. And I think on both sides, I think that what most, what most people are used to is seeing examples of disempowered feminine energy and disempowered masculine energy. And like our whole perception of that balance has been warped. And I know speaking for myself, mm-hmm. when I was really in my masculine energy, like dominantly, and I would say both the wounded and empowered, like that was my balance, so to speak. Mm. Um, when I came across men who were in their in their divine masculine, um, I I thought that they were feminine. Like mm-hmm. that was how I perceived it because I was so like in my own wounded masculine. And it's yeah. like oh, our whole perception of all of this is so is so messed up, you know, and like now. I look at men who are, you know, very, very rooted and embodied with their divine masculine and divine feminine. And I'm like, wow, me three years ago would have been like, he's too feminine. So I will just put myself out there of like, because I know I'm not the (laughs) only woman that perceives Mm -hmm. it that way. And I think this is why so many women date assholes. Mm -hmm. 
and they think it's normal. <laughs> well, it's normal, and you have to think of like depending how deep you go. I'll just keep it like like I believe on certain levels, like we are being controlled, but it's not in like an evil way. It's just like the only way that people know how to do things. And it's not even people, it's energy, it's whatever. Um, and so to keep everyone, like you said, disempowered or disconnected, it's literally through our food, which I know you know well about. Um, it's, and it's not just like our current lifetime, it's like way, it's, it's been happening forever. But like, why do you think so many women are sick? Literally, right? Like gut issues, like womb, like not being able to conceive. Like I'm getting chills right now. Like it's, it's an energetic thing. It's, it's a, it's like when you, it, it's a food thing. It's an epigenetics thing. It's, it's so much deeper than just like doctor fix me. It's not that. And so why I'm mentioning that is because if we just look in the spiritual world, even when we talk about female empowerment, that is even technically been flipped on. It's like most people engaging or interfacing with that have good intentions but kind of like where it starts, it actually disempowers you in a way. And even in the spiritual world, men have been over-feminized and I was in that, like being a nice guy. But then if you go into like the real world, right? Like I don't, like if you say toxic, quote unquote, masculinity, that's probably what you'll see. Um, and yeah, so like there's a complete just like misunderstanding on both ends. And that's where it gets so confusing. Because it's just like we have these half truths, and people feel like they're doing something good, but it's actually just keeping them in a loop. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring up the feminism thing. I've channeled a lot around that, and like it was really interesting for me what the guys were saying, like these divine feminine energies mm -hmm. around feminism specifically, and they're like, we don't like your idea. Feminism is literally mm -hmm. just repackaged toxic masculinity. Yes. And I was like, Whoa. yes, that's exactly True. what it is. Right. Like the way they're like, they're, and because, you know, Isis mainly, like she's like, y'all are trying to like step into your feminine through your masculine. It's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like it's trying to, you're using like a disempowered or toxic, whatever you want to call it, distorted version of the masculine to be feminine. Mm -hmm. Right, is you're trying to control, and again, like you can say it's all happening perfectly because that's technically what women had to do to get noticed, da, 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 whatever. But currently, as we speak, right, is like most likely people listening to me and you, I don't want to just assume, but I imagine the majority of people like can make decisions as far as like, like first world problems, you know, like mm -hmm. if they're listening to a podcast about spirituality or like self help, like their needs are pretty met. And that's why I'm saying as far as like feminism or those things, yeah, it's like what you said, it's a repackaged thing of trying to like control and fight um, when it's not that at all. Like that's not feminist, like feminism. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It really has been flipped on its head of, but that goes back to keeping women and men locked up. And then they put men in fear of like me, like, I can't say this or do this because women are supposed to be powerful. Like, of course, women are already powerful mm. and men are already powerful too. But yeah, there's a bunch of fear around it.
man okay there's there's like so much <laughs> we have time <laughs> i have all the time you have no it's it's a good oh man where do i want to go with that <laughs> but that's the thing of like this is what's happening with relationships too of i know for me like with dating this is a big thing i needed to work on because i was so in my masculine and it's mm-hmm. like what's he supposed to do and then i'm i was getting pissed i'm like why do I always have to be in charge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it was like my own energy. And I think that a lot of women have that experience. Oh yeah. Um, and then you talk to guys and they're like, you know, it's different for everyone, but it feels like such a, and obviously selection bias here, but I feel like it's like either it feels very like toxic, wounded, masculine, or it's like, he's too afraid to say anything because he doesn't want to say yeah. the wrong thing. And it's like, how did we get there? Mm-hmm. How did we get there? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm going to stop making like qualifiers or like asterisks because that just gets annoying. But hopefully everyone knows like we're speaking in general, like everyone ha- everyone is unique and has their own stuff. But mm-hmm. I agree. I'll say I, when I speak about things like, it's like, I'm very much from the lens of like the patterns that I've seen in my clients, which is obviously a certain type of, do you know what I mean? Like the people who are attracted to me, but that's how I view it is mm-hmm. the lens I look at. Why, why do you think so? Why would, why were you? Because it felt safer for me. Yep. Like to be in control, right? It felt safer mm-hmm. to me for me to be in control because I, from a young age, like did not trust masculine energy mm-hmm. and moved the world. Like I, I need, I can trust myself. And so if I stay in control, I'm safe. And if I let somebody else lead, drive, you know, like, um, yeah then I'm not safe, right? And that's really just me not trusting myself. But it takes a while but to, so, to get there. So that's the thing, right? And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like what you said, right? If if I'm not in charge, like, because when we talk about this, the confusion becomes, well, Christina, like, you're not doing anything wrong. Like, you're a boss bitch, baby. You know, it's like, you're doing, <laughs> like, look at your dope, like six, seven figure business, like, podcast like all these things are so great like look at you that's awesome but your natural inclination though like what you've mentioned right is like you don't want to be in your mask and you don't want to be in control you don't want to make all the decisions all day like in your business yes it's awesome the masculine is great for accessing you can access the masculine to get shit done mm-hmm. right um but it's like in your relationship you don't want to be the one driving like making decisions and like the purpose like in the relationship you're speaking of it's the man and i like this metaphor that my mentor taught me is it's like when you see when you literally like watch the queen be escorted who's like she has a ton of body bodyguards around her right but she isn't the one telling them where to go they are the one telling her where to go Mm-hmm. And they need both because the bodyguards are protecting her literal queen. And we can say, right, like the queen in the relationship, the, the king and queen. But really, they're protecting the something that's the, the powerful, like the inspiration, like that, that divinity. And why I like it is because like that's how I view the masculine and feminine in that relationship setting, in particular, building a family or the life partnership is like the divine masculine and it sounds like you would like this too of 
that doesn't mean you don't have any input. And I think that's where the fear comes in is that like, you don't have any input or it's not like, like you're giving up control and that means you're weak. Um, if he's making the decisions because like all the conditioning that we've already mentioned, but really that's what you want. And it, it actually makes you more powerful. It's not like when we, the fear is that you will be disempowered, but it actually makes you and him and your unit more powerful. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I felt disempowered to not have, I feel like I could flow between both. I felt like I was so mm -hmm. stuck in the masculine, which is where I felt disempowered because it's not like one, everybody has both energies within them. Right. So mm -hmm. it's not like one person has to be one way all the time, but mm -hmm. like I had, I, I felt like I couldn't really do that. I felt like I couldn't really even be in my feminine anywhere. And I think that, and that's part of like, let's use a relationship, for example, like you do switch roles, right? Mm -hmm. Like you take turns holding space and one person's leading and then one person's being led and that, that switches off, you know, and maybe, mm -hmm. and overall one person's going to hold one energy, you know, more than the other to keep that balance. But that doesn't mean that within different dynamics, you don't, switch up the energies yeah um, like even in conversation right so yeah like you look at us so the masculine and feminine is literally what we're doing right now it's talking giving input right now masculine you listening feminine and vice versa that's literally giving and taking and switching on like this is the dance that's it's sex it's conversation i mean how boring would it be in sex if it's just like same position and here we go like like i'm just the one giving you know <laughs> like that would be horrendous for both you know and like i know that happens and so yeah continue i'm just hyping you up i mean i think you said it pretty well um mm -hmm. no but yeah i think and that's the thing that i would say for for anyone like i think there's a lot of power in just being able to access both um and i think most people we think of it as just like i'm more of my masculine or more of my feminine but I think it's, I actually feel like for me, it's been more valuable. Like, where am I in, in the disempowered versions of these and how can I transmute that and, and heal that and really be able to access, access both. Right. And even like what you were saying about my business, cause I know we talked about this of like mm -hmm. my business making so many decisions and leading. And then when, after, like at the end of the day, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I've, I've like burnt myself out. I want to be in my other energy, but I also realized and this is just me personally, like reflecting on last year, it was so, so masculine energy heavy, I feel like. And now I'm like, I don't even want to run my business that way anymore. Like it How do you almost, do that then? it almost flip flopped. Like for me, um, with my business, letting things be intuitively led and stopping the scheduling and stopping the planning and outsourcing oh. as much as possible and like letting everybody else like you know, you can, and I know many successful people that that's how their whole business is. And they, anything mm -hmm. that needs to be strategized or planned, they outsource, or they don't yeah. even do that. There's more than one way to run a business, right? You can do it either way. And so now I'm like, well, I want to play with this because I think at the end of the day, right? Like what are people looking for really with everything? Like they want to feel loved. They want to feel fulfilled. They want to feel satisfied, whatever version of mm -hmm. that is. And I think about last year and I was, I had all my financial goals and built all these things I wanted to build, but I was missing something. And what it was, was like, it, I wasn't fully me and mm -hmm. I wasn't fully me because I hadn't fully connected with my, 
my feminine, right? And what's underneath all of this is just how do we become ourselves and like access yes. the different pieces of ourselves and really embody those different aspects rather than just being one way because that feels so limiting. Um, and so when I thought about that, I was like, well, if that's not even making me feel this fulfilled, then what's the point of that grind? And like, let me actually get to the the crux of it. Well, what, what will make me feel that satisfaction and that fulfillment is like being all of me and not having to be just one way. That makes Beautiful. sense. Beautiful. So how are you accessing that now? Well, it's been like breaking an addiction. You realize mm-hmm. how deeply it's ingrained with everything you do. And I realized I've always been really good at like, if I take a week or a month off, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to check anything. I can just lay and like receive and rest, but because I know there's an end date. And I realized yeah. when I felt like this is just how I'm going to be, it triggered so much in mm-hmm. me. So it was like breaking that addiction and then realizing, wait, I have like five hours to do nothing. Like, why wouldn't I just do this? You mm-hmm. know, it's like all of that. And then the programs of like, oh, well, I, I want to launch this. So then I have to do this, this, and this, and just yeah. realizing all of the built-in structure and not that that's bad. Right. And there, there's total value in that, but I want to play a different way now and try mm-hmm. it on. Um, and it's made me realize like how much of that is like all of just all of the entanglement. And so it's just, it's been a process, um, but letting, you know, just letting myself be intuitive of what I want to create and getting rid of the schedules and the calendars and clearing my schedule um, and releasing pretty much everything because I felt like I needed a blank slate to be able to rebuild from that new energy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so, and that that's the funny thing, right? Like it, it is the balance and it is both. It's completely nuanced. It's yes and no. Sometimes maybe definitely all the time, never, you know, it's, it's all those things. And that's so fascinating. Like, so what are you doing? Like, so you're just like less scheduling? Like, what does your schedule look like? I mean, I've let all of my I'm letting all my one-on-one clients like trickle off. They're almost all done. And again, this goes back to the ego thing because I was holding on to so much of this because of my ego. And it's because it's not Mm -hmm. like, I find it, it's harder for me to release when I really enjoy what I'm doing and I get Mm -hmm. that fulfillment. Um, So that's why it's been hard because it's not like I don't enjoy any of this. (laughs) Like (laughs) I love it, you know? Um, But I'm like, but it's my ego, you know? And that's, that's not really the challenge. And I'm switching things to DIY. Um, and just like trying to get my schedule as open as possible, which it's been more and more and with content of like, whatever I want to make today. And if that's nothing, Mm. that's nothing. If that's five things, that's five things like, you know, and I think we can get so lost in, this is part of why I was getting away from business. Like my, all of my algorithms. Coaching business, right? Yeah. Like business coaching, like. I mean, I love doing it, but in my way, like my way. And I feel like just, you know, how they, they spy on you everywhere. All of my stuff was all about business and I'm seeing all mm-hmm. this strategy shit. I'm like, is it, if this is what people are seeing, like I would go crazy too. If everyone's telling you you have to build 50 funnels to like yeah. make money, it's just like, come on guys, the spirit squad has you like, <laughs> you know what I mean, I've been going on a lot of road trips this month and I have quite a few coming up as well. And I'm not joking when I tell you I bring 
a full bag of Organifi everywhere I go. I am obsessed with Organifi. I feel amazing when I drink it and everything tastes so good. And here's my routine. I drink Organifi green juice in the morning. It's packed with 11 superfoods, great for helping to support detox, helps to naturally decalcify the pineal gland and boost your energy naturally. Everything is organic. It has Moringa to help improve your skin health and boost your energy, ashwagandha to balance out your hormones, balance out your stress hormones specifically, spirulina and chlorella, two of my favorite superfoods that I make sure to get in daily to support detox and other incredible ingredients like beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, and lemon. I mix it with a little bit of nut milk. It tastes so yummy, minty, green, delicious. And I love that natural hit of energy. And then in the morning, if I want some more brain support, I will drink Organifi Pure, which is like a healthy lemonade that's also a nootropic. And then in the afternoon, I go for Organifi Red Juice. This is like a healthy superfood berry punch. Like it tastes like it's unhealthy, but it's super healthy. It has only one gram of sugar per serving. It has 11 different superfoods like beets, acai, cordyceps, Siberian ginseng, Everything in there is amazing for naturally boosting your energy, supporting detox, and boosting your brain function. And all I do is mix it in with some cold water and I'm good to go. And then in the evening, I always go for Organifi Gold. Oh, it's so good. You just mix it with some hot water. It's like a ready-to-go golden milk with extra superfoods like turkey tail mushroom extract, which is amazing for supporting the immune system and supporting gut health. It contains organic reishi, queen of the mushrooms, which is incredible for supporting rest and relaxation and getting you calm, relaxed before bed. Super grounding reishi is great for grounding. And then magnesium chloride. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals in the human body required for over 300 biochemical reactions and most people are deficient. Super great for relaxation, relieving anxiety, helping to aid in any recovery, really supports your body. This is just one of my favorite ways to wind down before I go to bed and kind of like my healthy quote unquote dessert. That's a drink. Again, less than a gram of sugar per serving and just takes a minute. You literally just mix it with hot water. That's what I love about all of Organifi's products. They make me feel amazing and they're so easy to use. And they have to-go packs. I always have a bunch in my purse. I love these for travel. So you just use one packet per serving and you are good to go. If you want to try out any of these or any other Organifi products. I use literally all of them. Totally an Organifi junkie, but there's a reason why. They're so good. Head to Organifi.com slash CTC to check everything out. That's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash CTC. And that code CTC will get you 20% off. So that used to get you 15% off and now it gets you 20% off. So use that code CTC, check out all of the Organifi products and Welcome to the Organifi train because once you get on, you will not want to get off. I feel like you've been through something similar. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's complete trust. So I'm in a fortunate position where I've cultivated trust again and again and again. Um, quite a few times of making big decisions or little decisions and just trusting that it's going to work out. Like for me, the thing that's coming to mind, right, is like the, cause there's a fear of like, well, cause it depends. So like, if, if it's someone is like you, right. It's like, you know, you're going to be good on money. I mean, there could be some fear, right. Yours is like, well, I'm going to lose this like significance that is with it and my fulfillment supposedly. Um, but really it's, it's not really money we're afraid of. It's, you know, the feeling and belief we've 
uh, tied to it. Um, but for me, the fear that I've had is because I know that even if like I'm not getting clients per se, that's not even like what it's about. Is like it's there are so many things happening like that I can't see with my own eyes, and everything's like happening perfectly, and like I've always been taken care of, like always, like it's crazy, and and like no matter how bad your life has been, you're here listening to this. So you have been taken care of. Like really, no matter how bad it's been, you're listening, you're alive, no matter how sad or how broke you are, you're still taken care of. And so it just depends how you look at it. Um, so that's really the biggest thing that I've let go of. Like when I got off social media, mine was, okay, well, how am I going to get clients? But social media wasn't the thing that was getting me clients anyway. It goes back to like, right, the formula, like your frequency is the formula. Like, or I saw someone post on, like comment on your um, post recently about like source is the new algorithm. Like technically yeah. source has always been that, you know, like it's not the new one. It's always been that. But so, but hopefully that answers it like, what did that what did that bring up for you teach you what did you realize when you went off social media for a while I mean it's the same thing you're going through right like letting go of something like it wasn't really the clients it was at we've talked about at the beginning of me getting my significance from people mm-hmm. like thinking that I can save and fix people even though I thought I like even though like I knew that people didn't need to be fixed or saved but there was something deeper for me personally that I had to let go of like their feedback like then made me important or then gave me confidence but now I show up much more powerfully um and just allow like literally just my energy it's been so cool like just even me experimenting with not even saying things mm-hmm. like a lot of the times I I just practice and I just see and observe people and how they change or how they're receiving inspiration or activation from me just being Mm -hmm. um and same thing with like clients now is like as soon as they start to work with me it's like the work is pretty much done it's just us catching up to it um because it's like they just come and like it's boom we get it let's go um but like the practice is them trusting that you know it's like they know it they know it deep down And then we just have to put words to it and confirm it. But really, people know the answers. They already have the tools. They already have everything they need. It's just sometimes we need a human to confirm all these things. I think that underneath that is something else that we both that we have in common Mm -hmm. of being young and being told that we're special and like we're going to do big things. And then you kind of grow up with like, okay, I'm supposed to do big things, right? Mm -hmm. And you are like naturally very, I think both of us naturally are pretty charismatic and people Mm. are drawn to us, but it's like this, this pressure kind of, you know, of like, I'm here to do important things. (laughs) Um, and I got to show up to that. And I know for me that made me start to spiral into like, how do I do that? I have to do important Mm. things. And it was like, always what's the next thing I can do. And it wasn't until I, I talked about this a little bit in a post recently of like in the last year, realizing like, being an activator for people of like, it was the first, I was like, this is the best thing I'm at. And I don't do anything of, I just am around someone and they shift like, Mm -hmm. that's it. 
And it's so ironic for me of like being so intensely, how do I do more? Mm -hmm. How do I do more? What's the right thing to do? And it was just like, it was in how, how I be. Yeah. It's literally like your being is the thing. Mm -hmm. Like we talk about like show up, like, you know, there's that classic business or things like, all you got to do is show up. But literally that that's really all it is. It's just presence. (laughs) (laughs) just show up yeah and but it's a different feeling right because like when it comes from that context it's like i'm coming from a weak like Mm -hmm. insignificant insecure scarce fearful place of like i'm just trying to show up which is great like that's all happening like you're on your path but really it's like no like i'm i show up like like you mentioned earlier it's just like i am period i think this is one of the hardest illusions to let go of ironically like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of all the all the other things all the all the crazy shit i i understand now mm-hmm. but like one of the hardest ones is like business models and how mm-hmm. like business attraction and learning a very like like strategy and understanding my understanding that and my logical brain and like how i strategize with business and coach and all of that has just been flipped on its head in the last year of understanding like wait we overcomplicate this and this whole industry is around kind of overcomplicating it or and well it's or, not even yeah i mean yes it's over complicating but we're really not helping each other because we're all we're all hooked in into like you might be quote unquote helping them but you're not really deeply helping them you're just we're keeping each other looped in of just feeling like we're actually quote unquote healing but we're just i i picture it like we're have you ever seen home alone yes when when he's like trying to climb up the icy steps. That's what I picture it. Like, mm. like it feels like you're making progress, but it's just like he keeps falling on his ass, like down, 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 down. But it feels like progress because I, you're breaking yourself. I can see where I think that it's all an intention, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I think there's a lot of place for a balance of both, like yep. using your energy and and showing up. And I know a lot of people that use the strategy and they're also just so embodied and like they give their clients amazing results and like it it but it's it's all in integrity the whole way through and they can use their different tools i think where we get sticky is when it's like i'm just gonna follow the formula for the sake of following the formula because i want money and it's like yeah this is just not the energy we want here right so it's all of it coming coming together but i think this also overlaps with Think about the business industry and like the stereotype of it being like male male dominated, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where a lot of the advice comes from. This very like left brained, you know, advice. And I I I wanna kind of bring it back to something that comes up all the time. Like a lot of my clients who are mostly women be like, how do I get my husband to like be interested in this? Or if I try and explain to them they work on this, and like, you know, I say half the time they just end up you know, they just end up following along you because they're going to want to know your secret sauce. But that's like, I feel like the question that a lot of women have, like, how do I, and yeah, lead by example. Right. But I I don't know. It's like, I want more men in my community and I feel like I have enough masculine energy to attract them (laughs) in. So I'm not, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. how how do we, how do we bridge this? I think it, like you said, yeah. Lead by example. I think that's just the most important thing because if you try to like, you can send little loving nudges, but when you try and try and try to get your husband to do something, what energy is that in? 
masculine. It's masculine and it comes from fear-based place because it's like, if you don't do this, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen to our marriage? What's going to happen to our kids? Like it's coming from fear. So instead of that, it's like maybe asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, are you interested in this? Um, would you be interested in having a conversation around this? Um, can I share with you what I learned today? Can I share this win with you? You know, it's like, and then he, maybe he shares something that he's learning too, you know? So it's not just, let me teach you. It's no, you make it a, a team thing, mm-hmm. but ask questions. Like going in there, like, yes, you're powerful. Yes, you're all the things. But going there like soft and like receiving. Um, because I imagine if you're already in that partnership, like he wants to like take care of you and he wants to like inspire you and protect you and provide for you and like love you and like make sure that like impress you all the things. And it's like the best way really is by example and by being the thing. Of course, not every, like some men or some partnerships won't vibe with it, right? But it's really, I think, yeah, just engaging from a place of love and softness and like asking questions and being curious. And instead of just like, hey, do this or do this or try this, I just be curious and like intimate with him. And I think that really covers it instead of, coming from a place of, oh man, if he doesn't do this, what's going to happen? It's like, how does it feel when he does do that? Or, you know, like not. not Yeah. Here's what's interesting to me though. Mm -hmm. Let me share my, my anecdote, my personal experience (laughs) is I have a lot of, I think it's really interesting to me how like the more I'm in the spirituality space, I have like a lot of male friends who come to me who are like very macho masculine. And then like, Mm -hmm. they ask me all these spiritual questions. It's like their secret Mm -hmm. thing. And they like have all these questions and want me to like mentor them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're not the only one that has these types of, like, it's like this closet thing. Um, And, and I see this pop up all the time and I've suggested to a few, I'm like, you should go to this um group with like there's other guys who are yeah. interested in this and I'll bring it up and and they'll just be like no I don't want I don't want I don't want to be in a group about this like they they don't yeah. like any of the group dynamic it's not and- even just group Christina it's like even <laughs> there's an experience recently where someone told me they might want to work with my mentor but then when I suggested it it was like no I'm not looking for that and then they said they want to mentor somebody I'm like that doesn't make sense what you know yeah and so it comes right. That is a whole other, like when we talk about this thing, like, yeah, I know most of your listeners are female, you know, but like, of course men have a role in this, right? It's not just you like showing up and like at the end of the day, you can make a change, right? Like if the man isn't showing up, you know, or doing the things like, yeah, like you can evolve out of that relationship. That's just the real, like the realistic point of view. And so it is like me and other men showing up. And, but I think men feel safe asking you because that just feels more safe. Like spirituality is technically I've more soft or you're, it's more emotional. Right. And so like in any aspect, it's men aren't taught to be emotional. 
So in any aspect of spirituality, that's the fear behind it. Um, and even for me, like over this weekend, like I was at this event with quote unquote conscious spiritual men, but trust me, <laughs> like there is a lot of, and it's not wrong, but there's a still even like in these spaces that we say are spiritual and like all the men are divine masculine or Kings or whatever. They're still trying to figure it out too. And they're coming from a wounded place. They're coming, they're still seeking from a place of validation. They're still trying to be good enough. So just like, no, like no matter what you do, it's just like, you're dope just for being here. No matter where you are, an aspect of like a macho man looking in or a spiritual man, you know, around you is we're still not feeling good enough. Like we're still not feeling like confident in who we are. So we like outsource that and try and prove it in other ways. Um, but I imagine they feel safe with you because you pro you do have that masculine sense to you. So it's like there's some fami familiarity mm -hmm. of act of um, like dancing with that energy with you. Um, but with other men, right? It's it's competitive. They don't want to be seen as weak or weird. Um, so long story short, it is still up to men to like make the decision and do the work. So this is what I've noticed. My, the men in my life who are much more in their feminine, who I'm trying to like get more into their masculine, like the way I push them, I, I first I have to identify that. Right. And then mm. I go really into my feminine to push them out. But mm. for the man, for the men who come to me, who are like very in their whatever version of masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And like, they're asking me their closet spiritual questions <laughs> and like, you know, mm. like, can you help me with this? Oh my gosh, these guys are talking to me. And it's just cool. like so funny. It's so funny also because it's like 85% like athletes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the way I get through to them is I get into my masculine really intensely and suddenly they respect me. Like, mm -hmm. and I, and I consciously make that energy shift mm. um, to be able, like, to help them be able to receive what I have to say. Because if I'm trying to give them suggestions, uh, and I'm in this really soft, like they're not going to listen to me. Right. Yeah, It's a balance. And that's like, at, at the end of the day, like men do need men. Like mm -hmm. I had like a female mentor and she did some like cool, like masculinity stuff with me. But at the end of the day, when I stepped into that, then she would step out. Like I would nat naturally push her out of that because of once I entered that space, she would soften. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important to have a man to also do that work. So it's not just like, so he can hold that container for you and be in that like safe space. Like there's something about that energy that's really important of like when I've had a lot of women work with me that they don't know it, some know it, that a lot of people will enter my energy to feel safe in the masculine again, like feel safe with a man again, right? Um, and like, oh, there's like actually loving caring but still get shit done dudes like uh, there's the, all of it or the balance of it but i'm not going to teach them how to be like in their feminine that doesn't make sense like i can ask questions and give suggestions but i'm not going to say like yo here's like how to be a goddess and like go do your like yoni steamies cleanses or whatever the hell you know <laughs> oh my god like i'm not sending them yoni eggs you know what i mean That'd be inappropriate. I mean, that, that, that can make a statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here's here's my question. Hit me, Christine. Let's hit me. <laughs> okay. 
So how do you think we could entice more men to be interested, interested in, let's just say like learning about masculine, feminine energy balance. Okay. So just simple. Yeah. Like just a step in, like just learning about energy. I know, like, I know for men in my life where they just learn like one little piece of all the things I'm into. And they're like, holy shit, that Mm -hmm. like changed my life. But, and I think more, a lot of my audience is like, how do I how do I get them to just like want to even just be open to that? Cause I don't want to push them there. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Is we're stuck in our heads. What I think ironically is that we should all feel more. So all these ways of trying to be strategic to get men to do it, you're not fucking like helping. So like it's seemingly helping and it might help someone, but generally speaking, it's really coming from like, if you be you, if you are sovereign, if you are clear, if you are coherent, And if you are receiving and waiting, like in that true divinity, like amazing place, then like the right people will flow into it. Like we can't like force men. Like I could technically build a sales page tomorrow and say 10 ways fear and spirituality will 10x your business, but that's not authentic to me. Mm -hmm. So if it is authentic to someone, please do it. Right. If you want to be like a Trojan horse, you know, and like, I've, t- I've talked to plenty of men too, who are experimenting with those ways. And like, we'll see if that works because, you know, they used to be highly motivated working 14 hour days, making a tons of, tons of money, but you know, not fulfilled, not safe. Mm-hmm. Tons of men, you know, like there's tons of men, like tons of them who feel unfulfilled, but they make a ton of money. They're successful. They have a nice house. They have cars. They have women. They have trips, they have whatever, but they're miserable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of power in, in speaking. I think this is a big like piece of the spirituality space in general. Like, I think this is why there's there are a lot of people in my audience who are into all of this who never would have been otherwise just because like of the way I am and they feel like they can relate to yeah. me. And I speak their language just naturally without trying. Like I just speak like me and it's their language. And so to me, like, for example, with, with my boyfriend, like talking about business and saying, Hey, when I started like working with my energy, it, it did increase my income. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. to me, I'm not, I'm not tricking him. Like that's the truth. And that's me also, that's me also speaking his language. And now he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, tell me more. And that's how like, he he opens up to it and then he like dips in some small things and he sees big results and he's like okay i'm interested in this now and like one Love thing it. kind of leads to another and so to me that's just like me being able to speak to someone in a way that they can understand which yes. i think gets lost a lot um and and to me as somebody who i believe i'm here to teach different things it's mm-hmm. an important part of being a teacher or being a coach is being yeah. able to communicate in ways that people can understand i know there are a lot of topics that I felt shut out from because I felt like I could, couldn't understand the the language of the industry, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, think about something like human design or astrology. At first, I felt like so overwhelmed. And then when I learned about it from people who, uh, who explained it in ways that I could really understand, it made so much more sense to me. So that's sort of how, how I see that, you know? And well, I, I think, love this. Yeah. And I think, and I personally think that's where a big part of the breakdown is of I think a lot of 
men, people, whoever, who might not be interested in it, like they, they might not have heard it talked about or explained in a way that that makes sense to them or resonates to them. Like they might feel like it's just a completely different world and it's like, just goes in one ear out the other. Like that doesn't make sense. So that's how I think it it is helpful to, to communicate in ways that people get, you know? Yes, for sure. And second, yeah, this is, this is cool that we can like go back and forth like this. Um, but it's like, because I, my perception is that you're coming from like, it's coming from somewhere that you know about mm. or that you feel called to talk about or, and cause there's a balance, right. Of like what you mentioned about like certain topics that you didn't want to talk about because you felt like you couldn't talk about them. There's a difference between the fear of like, I don't want to do it because I'm scared of what people will think, or I'm not smart enough, imposter syndrome, whatever versus like that fear of, or not even a fear, just the discernment of this isn't like my mission, you know? And so kind of like what you mentioned, even about dropping off one-on-ones, right? Like we're always evolving. Um, and so it's like, there's going to be certain people that res- that come in, resonate with your message, then leave. There's people that are going to stay for a lifetime. There's people that are going to come in in a year, people that listened two years ago that aren't listening anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, being genuine i guess and even that could be whatever we're just gonna stick with like being genuine about it um because yeah i do i have a friend who runs like a mastermind for athletes for ex-athletes that literally it's pretty simple about just like emotional intelligence spirituality like all those fun things and their minds are blown about like with one conversation right like with what you mentioned so those things are beautiful folks when you do speak their language But what I'm speaking to is the trouble when you're trying to speak their language, when you don't speak their language. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge. And that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So 
it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the channel collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. A lot of people listening to this are entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. this is how you get stuck in situations where you're not happy with the clientele or what you've built because when you're not authentic, like who are you attracting in? People who yeah. are going to be magnetized to, <laughs> first of all, that frequency, but also what you're saying. And if that's not who you really are, right? Like for me, if I tried to speak like a stereotypical spiritual person, I wouldn't be attracting the type of person that I actually resonate with. And then they wouldn't actually resonate with, with me. So mm. that's really how I think more people get reached in every industry is like people being authentic. And I see this, I see this in every industry of like people just trying to copy what they see an an expert say, or Mm -hmm. their mentor, whoever they learn from, or whatever they think the, you know, whoever they, they want to (laughs) be, whatever that illusion is, they try and be that person and show up in that way. And then they've lost their voice. And now you've lost your magnetism. I agree. So like, even so for you, like, like, I'd be curious because do you, how true is it? Like, I know like last year you said that you didn't feel like you said you didn't feel like you, right? There was like, it was like, I felt like me more than ever before, but there was something missing that had never been so obvious. Like, it's like this one little hole that it's like you have the whole puzzle, but then there's like (laughs) this, like two pieces missing. And you're like, what the fuck is that? I didn't realize that before. And they're like key pieces that yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah. have most of like the face missing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so why I asked that, and I think that's beautiful. You said that it relates back to our question or that the discussion that we've been talking about for the last few minutes is you felt like the most you ever have, but there was still like a, a piece missing. And, but you're still showing up. You're still doing the thing. It's not you're expecting yourself to be perfect. You're allowing yourself to make mistakes. And so like, yeah, for sure. Try and get a dude involved. Try and show up. Try and like ask, like, don't just sit there, right? And that's even like the misconception of the feminine isn't just, you're just you don't just sit there, right? And so like, you don't just sit still and like receive like, yeah, that's part of it, but it's not all of it. And so I'm just pointing out that for you, like you felt like the most you ever have. And so it's not having this expectation of trying to be perfect, but you're like, it's still just like allowing that process to unfold and to remember. Mm-hmm. Have you found that piece? That piece is a different level of my feminine energy that really was like shifting the way I had run my life. Like it was like I had explored so many aspects of myself I hadn't before. And I, was really like remembering all of these things mm-hmm. that I loved and who I was, but I had been in the structure of like, how do I move through the world? Like a structure that I had been in for as long as I can remember. And then it was yeah. almost like realizing, wait, there could be a different flow to it. And so it was, it was, how do I articulate this? 
not even in like who I am really, but like just how I, how I move through the world essentially. Mm. And just kind of like getting on a different train track that wasn't a track at all. It was more of like a big ocean that you just kind of float through. You know what I mean? I love that. So why I'm asking Christina, because I know, like, I imagine it'd be extremely helpful for your peeps just to hear like your experience with it. Um, just because like, that's like, yeah, like we're talking about like all these things or whatever, but like, you're literally living it right of like, you've had so much success in this area. And so it is hard. Like if you have a business and you get success doing this thing, of course, it's hard to stop doing that thing. You not only get money, you get validation, you get accolades, it's running smoothly. Like that's not easy to just, but like if you're not feeling completely fulfilled, like there's still those two pieces missing. Like you could choose to be fine with that. And that's cool if you do that. But it's like, but you're still not whole, which is funny. But at the same time, you are whole. Like the illusion is that those pieces aren't there. Like the pieces are already there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not, it's hard with the analogies. It's not like I ever felt like I wasn't whole. It's more like there's Mm -hmm. something else to explore that I, I hadn't figured out yet, which is part of Mm -hmm. what's fun about it all. Right. Like continuous, continuing to explore and learn new things and like reach new levels of mastery of everything, you know, your whole, your whole, the whole way through. But I think there's just, there are more places to look and it was, it's a different type of challenge, you know, and staying in the hustle, um, and staying in the, the masculine structure all the time was what I was used to. So it wasn't actually the same challenge as let me like blow through this and not actually plan everything out ahead of time and not, and also not just like, what would it feel like to completely disregard my ego and not saying that I have to be one way or the other, but let me just Mm -hmm. play over here for a bit and see how it feels. And like, who knows, maybe next year I I do something different, but it it's a way of being that I haven't before. So that's the that's the beauty in it is like exploring that. What has been your experience? Like what makes you hesitant or like where does the resistance come in? I know we've kind of already discussed it with like opening your schedule and things like that. But where does like the real like I'm talking about the gritty stuff, like the real you mentioned ego that could be mm-hmm. replaced for anything, right? Um, like, where does your ego get the most sticky right now? You know, I feel like this was really intense for me, like a couple months ago, is like where I realized it was like stuff I didn't realize that I mm. and and the places where I got sticky were how is it gonna work? Like, how does uh, it work? Because my brain wanted to understand the plan. Like, well, if I do this, it'll lead to this, it'll lead to that. You know so what we already mentioned about like business strategy in mm-hmm. this world. Okay, cool. Yeah. And even like, I understand, like, trust me, I, a lot of the way I make a lot of things happen makes no fucking sense, but <laughs> in my head, it still kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, if I follow this sign, then the universe will drop this in and then that will happen. It's like mm-hmm. that too. It's like still a plan of like, I still see how it can make sense, mm-hmm. but it was dropping into like, I have no idea. Um, and, and I, that was one, another, another sticky part for me was feeling really guilty, Mm -hmm. honestly, 
feeling super guilty and like, so it was like to make myself feel better. It's easier to like have things scheduled and always be serving more and more, more. And, and like that, that was like making me feel, you know what I mean? Which just being honest is how I felt. Well, I appreciate that. Are you, so are you open if I still ask questions about it? Sure. <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm, I'm super curious. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you. And like, honestly, Christina, like I love the hell out of you. Um, but with, I mean, both of these are so beneficial, but let's stay with the guilty one. But is it more of just like the guilty because what? I think that's something like I was always the kid. Like, you know, I was in like third grade, like staying up until 1 a.m. to do my homework. Like, I just felt like I had to fill the time. Um, Uh, And like the more I worked, like the more I earned it. And if it was easy, it wasn't worth something. And you know, my parents are very hard workers and I felt like I had to like compare to that, I suppose. This is where I resist masculine energy, right? Because I didn't want to be supported. I wanted to support myself. I was making things harder for myself um, because I felt like, and I think for me, religion played a lot into that when I was younger and Catholic guilt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, but that was where, and that was part of like in a lot of my relationship with money, exploring like where I, all the places I, I resisted masculine energy and and support in in any way. And always feeling Mm. like there was a catch, there's a catch to this or like, Mm. or I have to even the scales. And if somebody gives something to me that I have to give back. Um, and that that was just ingrained in me and seeing people around me who like, were working their butts off. It made me feel like I need to work my butt off too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and little uh, do you know they're they're insecure too, and also wishing they don't have to work their butt off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just interesting, like all the rhetoric, and again, it's like one of the biggest illusions of like this culture making us feel like we have to grind to receive, mm-hmm. and. I feel like, well, I know I did. I made huge progress with that last year, but then it was kind of like a whole other level of it, of it this year where you're jumping off into, it's a very weird thing. I'll say like when you build something and nothing is wrong with it. Right. And, and you're happy, like, and it's like, great, cool. But then there's your intuition is like, no, let go of everything. And it like doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a mind fuck is the best way I would I would say it. So there's that resistance for sure of like your mind is screaming at you. Yeah. And then your heart is also, and they're saying mm-hmm. different things, and you feel that that pull in you. Um and I think, yeah, I, I also feel pressure of like with just honestly like the people I support, the people I pay mm-hmm. of, of wanting to make sure, like, I just want to give everybody raises. I want, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, so for me to take a risk, it makes me feel like, well, uh, it, you know, it's not, I don't want to affect other people. It was different when it was just me doing all my stuff. Um, so those are some of the things that came up. Ooh, that's fun stuff. Also fun. Which one is the most scary for me to ask you about? <laughs> <laughs> um 
I don't know. You know, another layer of this, I'll just keep offering layers. <laughs> I, I love think the layers. this was this was one that I didn't realize until um probably like two months ago of where I also associated a lot, like the only times in my life where I have rested have been when, when I sick. yeah. That totally makes sense to me. And probably like to anyone else, right? Like if I rest, then like t- it could mean a bunch of different things. But for you, your association does it mean that you're like sick again or like, what does it mean? Like if I rest then blank? Well, I didn't, I honestly didn't realize this until I was seeing it in a lot of people around me um, mm. and like coaching them through it. And then one day I was like, what the fuck? I, that's for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but it, it's this, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen and have had chronic illness or like traumatic injuries, near death experiences, yeah you feel like um it was like i spent enough time being in that dark place and not being able to do anything and then for me it really reconnected me to like my mission my purpose and that feeling of yeah. like wanting to make the most of it and so then it's like i'm not going to waste a minute where i yeah. i have the ability to to do all these things and help yep. so many people um so i don't you know it's like not wanting to waste a minute of it so it goes back to the guilt Right. Like mm-hmm. the because I am healthy, I need to work every single second or I'm wasting my time or whatever. Well, it's like there's just always more to do. It's like if I have it's the the thought, the automatic processing is is I have the time and I could create something that would help more people. So why would I not? Mm. It that's that's what the thought process is. And that's not again, that's not like wrong. Yeah, it's it's not. But and honestly, it's, it's like normal too. Like so many people feel that. I think this is really common for people who have near death experiences and who are sick, and also for people who have parents who have something similar where they grew up seeing that, and it's this kind of thing of like, wow, I'm so grateful for like what I do have because I honestly like wasn't grateful for my ability to walk until I lost it, and mm. then it's like you get to walk again, and you're like fuck yes. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to walk the hell out of these legs, right? I'm going like, <laughs> to walk these feet to death. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, but then you get so caught up in it and it starts to go, to go the other way. But I know one of my biggest lessons is to, uh, is to be. Mm-hmm. And that even this goes full circle is because at the end of the day, that's the feminine. Mm-hmm. Right. And it honestly, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, whatever, that is the feminine. And you just like ask yourself like a great way to know where you stand with it is what we've already talked about. Like, what is your relationship with rest? Like true rest, because what you mentioned earlier, right? Like I'm comfortable with rest and doing nothing because I know it has an end date. But if you're literally just, I'm going to rest, I'm okay being still. I'm okay doing nothing. I'm okay not producing something. I'm okay just because I have time I need. I need to create something and that will really reveal what your relationship is with that. I have a coach who had such a great analogy. She was mm. like, and I know it'll resonate with people listening. She was saying, you know, those toys, like the, the wind up toys and you like wind them up and then they just start walking. Uh-huh. She was like, you're like, it's like being one of those, right. Where you're so wound up and like, maybe you're not, you're not actively winding it anymore but you're still walking and you got to like wait for it to just stop walking. And I think that's how a lot of people Mm. are. I know I was like very much like that. And it's like, of like, 
I'm just, I just keep going. Like I have the momentum, you know, I have the inertia. And, uh, I think that that, that was really interesting. I was like, that's such a good analogy. And I'm sure people listening can, can relate to that, but yeah, it's a really interesting thing. So how do you, um, lean into that now? Like, so as far as like, cause all that is tied together, right. Of resting feminine doing nothing like the sickness all of that really is tied in just to like like resting so what do you believe will happen if you rest if i rest i think everything i want's going to come to me really quickly oh i love that what was your old belief does that sound because i love that my old belief was if I rest, I won't get enough done and then it will take longer. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to that? Like if I rest, every, you said if I rest, everything will come to me quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even more quickly. Even more quickly. How'd you arrive at that? Well, I think the more you channel, the more you do energy healing, mm-hmm. the more I've experienced like I would say I've experienced many miracles in my life and they all come from when I just don't do anything. Mm. <laughs> so the lie is that you need to do something for it. To yeah. Be, because here's yeah. the thing. It's like, I, if I let the guides drive the car, if yep. I let my soul drive the car, I'm going to get there faster. Yep. But it's my ego that wants to, to have a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Can Which, you relate to this? Um, yes. And no, meaning like I can relate to it, but for, I mean, it's still always a practice. I'm just like letting go. Like, um, you know, like one of my things is when I lost a ton of money, you know, like I invested 40 grand in something and like, it went really well at first. That's how I was able to quit my job. And then I found out that initial investment was lost, but for some reason, um, <laughs> like I did, even when stuff like that happens i'm able to like when that happened i told a friend that was also invested with me like i lost this money so i could learn how to make it back but with like in my purpose not just some like free easy way or nine to five job so is yeah it's just staying open and like yeah trusting the divine planning of it it's like like if you literally just like look outside it's like we don't know like how to create a fucking planet or like, (laughs) you know, let alone like, like the solar system, the galaxies, the universe, like, yo, trust me, this place has been around billions of years and even longer. It's infinite. It's infinite. We don't know what we're doing. Like, yes, I was looking up at the stars the other night, just like, oh my gosh, like I was looking like on the, on the star app on the phone. I'm like, wow, this star is like, a million years old you know mm-hmm. and i was like wow that's so cool let's just i'm looking at this thing in space wow oh my gosh you know but then i'm at the, i had the thought because it makes me feel small and ins- insignificant but then i thought no the star's also looking at me thinking how dope i am mm-hmm. and i know that the star's exact verbiage is you know thinking saying wow he's so dope but um but really though is like because we are the same things that stars are made of like we are organic matter. So it's like, like we are, it's the, yeah, the control and like the fallacy 
and the illusion is that that we know best and like we have to control it. And that doesn't make we don't take action, but it's like, man, we trust. Because like, like what you mentioned, I can parallel that in my own life is just any time I've listened to my heart, um, my heart also makes sense with my ego or my brain. Mm-hmm. Like they are one and the same. Have they always been the same? No. I think it started off that way. Got off track a little bit just because, you know, listening to like all the motivational, this is like, you know, wake up at five. Like that's not bad, right? If you love it and it's beneficial to you, but just you have to do this because that's what success looks like. It's like some days I wake up at four because I not like naturally something wakes me up and then I create something dope. But some days I wake up, most days I wake up at seven because that's what just Mm -hmm. feels normal. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though. I feel like for me, my whole business has been a series of doing things that didn't make any logical sense. Like my whole business has been like, I get the inspiration. I like wake up. I'm like, yep, shifting, shifting this, making this, doing that. (laughs) It all just kept working out. Right. And I had so many people being like that. Don't do that. I'm like, what, whatever. Right. And I found like following my intuition always, always led me there, you know? Um, and then, and, but it's like different layers popping up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's different like, layers, but to me, like, again, like this is like, to me, it's like the truth, right? Like, like we've talked about layers and like the puzzle pieces and like where the metaphors and analogies get tricky. It's like, it's already there. Like you're remembering more layers and we always will be right as hell even like jesus or whatever you know like he was still ascending or whatever you know like so it's like we're always learning but my whole point is i guess i forgot my point but there you go Like, yeah, I was just agreeing with the, like yeah, yeah. With what you were saying as far where you're going. Yeah. I mean, I think like, it's interesting in the spiritual space, people talk about like, I mean, this is kind of a debate of like, I mean, I don't believe in getting rid of your ego, you know? No. And like people will say that I, I'm like, that's not what it is. Your ego helps you, but it's where can you identify it? Yeah. Right. Because it's not just because your ego says something. I mean, the ego is not bad. It it helps us in many ways, but it's really just identification. And then like, where does this align with my intuition, with my heart? Where does it, where does it not? And I, I think that's important like to bring up because I've heard a lot of people saying like, yeah, I just want to get rid of my ego or like, yeah, Mm -mm. I'm in 5d. I don't have an ego. I'm like, that's not really how it works. It's like awareness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yes, it's true that like at a certain point, right? Like we become light beings and it doesn't really matter anymore <laughs> but it's like but in our lifetime that's not going to happen right so it's not about getting rid of the ego because it is protecting you it is serving you but like you said the identification of like those loops and familiarity that you have right of like your ego or like what i identif- identify fear mm-hmm. is it's protecting you to think that like i don't want to rest because i'm so familiar with this way of life because I know I get results and I'm comfortable with that. And so I'm literally protecting you because it feels like scary to get out of that. Even if it completely serves you to quote unquote, get out of that or step into something new, that's what the ego or fear is doing. 
but that's actually a beautiful message to tell you to keep doing it. So that's how I look at it is that's when you know it's something important is to to follow that and like literally use it as a compass, which, which is dope because that is coming from a heart-based place too. Heart-based place. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm realizing like, this is how I, I think I push myself out of my box a lot of like, when I know, like going back to that, the business example of like knowing everything's working and like, I have, it's, it's good content. Everyone's happy. I'm happy. I feel fulfilled. My ego feels fulfilled. My heart feels fulfilled, but, and also there is something else too. And so it's like, nothing's wrong, but like, what does it actually look like to release everything your ego's attached to? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause like when I listen to you, that that's the interesting thing about when I listen to you is like, you know, your shit, like, you know, you know, your shit, like, cause Christina, you're so powerful. You have so much trust. And like, you quickly, you know, go through these layers, like on your own, you've always been taken care of. Like, so when, and you've always not necessarily gone against the grain, but you've, if it doesn't make sense to others and it just makes sense to you, you've listened to it. And like, so for me, like when I'm listening and like the fear of letting go or letting go of control, it's like, that's like a complete illusion or something. Because well, it is. It is because like the way I talk about this stuff, I think is not the way that most people do, right? Like, yes. <laughs> I'm not actually afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not actually afraid, but it's like, oh, I'm an, an awareness that this doesn't make sense. And my ego is afraid. My ego, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it's like, uh, man, this is why it's like hard to explain to people. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, everything's good. We're happy all around. Right. Yes. And it's, it, it, we're, but then also, and let me try this, which means it's before the ego death comes. It's before something pushes me to, before I get the sign, right. To go over mm-hmm. here. It's like, let me just play over there first. And yeah, it's hard for me to articulate. Does that make sense? Because it's like, mm-hmm. when I talk about being afraid of things, like there's not really, I know certain things that I am afraid of, but the list is very small. And it's more of like an awareness of how my ego feels versus what I actually feel in my body because I I have no doubt in, you know, how connected I am. With. So it's more like, of understanding my humanness, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's also why I'm somebody who always, and like I make big shifts instantaneously. Like, and I've always done this. And it like, confuses the hell out of people it's like when i when i realize that i'm like okay getting rid of this releasing that not doing this changing this and i will do it dramatically because i just am not gonna wait i'm not gonna hang out in the middle you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i do know (laughs) this is so funny but like because yeah because it is different and can i offer something else besides ego yeah so like i view it like if you can view fear right it's like it's you look at it or your relationship with it is similar it's like we live in a world of polarity Mm -hmm. but we also don't how i look at it is like hot and cold water when water literally when modern water molecules are really really slowed down what happens it freezes you know like that's when you get ice and then when they move really, really, really fast, 
you get boiling water, then you get gas. So it's of the same intelligence, like love and fear, or whatever you want to put. It's like literally the same thing. Same thing with like loud or quiet. You know, it's still noise. So it's the same. What is it? There's this book. It's like it's made of the same thing, just different degrees. So it's of the same intelligence. It's and so it's when like I'm relating this to you because when you listen to like your ego is like a signal, it's like you're not really afraid. It's your humanness, understanding your humanness, but also understanding that like fear is real on a bi- biological level, but fear also isn't real, real like on a spiritual level. Mm. Meaning, like that that's a tool to like manipulate people. Um, and so to come from a place of just awareness is what you're coming from of like, what is this telling me? What is this revealing to me? It's like, this isn't like, and just breathing. And instead of being anxious, um, because I think whether you want to call it ego or getting too in your head or like anxious or all these different things is because that's what it is. It's ego, it's humanness, it's fear. And it's so real, but it's also not real at all. Yeah, I totally, I totally relate to that. And it's kind of like how it feels like in my body. If I describe the way I experience emotion, sort of, it's like Mm. almost like I'm astral projecting and like seeing what it is rather than like in the experience. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, it's like almost like it's like becoming awareness of the programs of like how this version of me would respond. And then also at the same time, like think of it like there there's like this version of me and then like higher self me both in me and both like experiencing it and having this conversation at the table of like oh we can view it this way or this way and so i can identify like this would this would register as fear based on my programming and what makes sense yeah. to me um and like oh cool i'm in awareness of that but like there's not actually anything to fear and it's like this whole like dialogue thing happening without Amazing being in it and letting it control my actions. Does that make sense? That, no, that completely makes sense. And I love that you shared that because that's all it really needs to be is a dialogue. Mm-hmm. For anyone, like for anything we've mentioned, you know, during this conversation, masculine, feminine, letting go of control, resting, whatever, is all it has to be is a dialogue. And like getting in tune because you know best, like I, I believe that everyone already knows. And, and that's literally what you're doing in that example. You're having the dialogue of like, oh, this fear isn't real. It's like, this is coming up from my programming, right? Or conditioning, or like this fear isn't even mine. It's literally someone else that they're projecting onto me. Or like, it's just what I've become accustomed to. It's my default state. And so for everyone to have like a dialogue is is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of So you can you can literally speak to fear and say like, why are you here? Like, all right, I know you're trying to protect me. Thanks, homie. But like, like, I know this isn't like ser- serving me. So like, thank you, but no, thank you. Hmm. What has been like your biggest challenge in the last year? Mm. I felt like I've been three or four different people hmm. in the last year. So in the last year is when I rebranded my business to the quote unquote fear guy and began fear coaching. Literally almost a year ago to the date. Um, so, <laughs> oh my God. Like there's so, there's so many. 
but the one that I feel called to share, what was it? The most challenging of the, mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Do you overcome any big fears? <laughs> like, yes, but I'm similar to you where it's just like, it happens pretty quickly. So I'm not sure about, like I mentioned earlier, right. Of like letting go of like feeling significant and important only if I'm helping people. So that, that is one big one. Um, is that like, I'm only, I'm good. I'm only good enough or I'm only useful. I'm only important. I'm only special because you and I just mentioned, right. Like, like being told up, being like growing up and being told you're special and different, all these things of like, I'm only special if I help people. So letting go of that and like knowing that's not true, like literally me just showing up as me, that's the special part. Mm. You are still helping people though. Yes. And like, like, yeah, I'm not like demonizing helping people is bad, you know, it's not helping people is still dope, but now I'm helping people even more because I'm coming from a clear place of I'm just being me and I don't need you. So I actually come from a much more clear place of being able to be a guide for you because I'm not coming from a fearful place myself. Hmm. Do you feel that coming up with like, I, I, I think the word guide is interesting, you know? So, so whatever name you put on it, right? Like I've heard people say way shower. Have you heard that one? I have not. I mean, I, I've heard the word, but like, I haven't <laughs> heard people say I'm a way shower. So that's like in the pretty like cosmic, like deeper uh-huh. spiritual squad of teachers and stuff. <laughs> but, um, it's like, so way shower. And I looked it up the other day cause I've heard it and it's just, it's, it's just being the example. Right. It's mm-hmm. I'm showing up as my most power, powerful self and example. I'm holding that space so you also embody or rise up into your own version of that. Mm-hmm. And so they're all just words, identities, costumes, right? Like I used to call fear coach, but to me, the same thing like coach and guide could be the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's, right. Or it's like guru. It's, so now my fun one that I say is like fear alchemist, because to me, that's more fun. Yeah, because I'm, I like I'm literally taking fear and like transmuting it into something else. So that's like just whatever's fun for you. What was it hard for you to let go of your role as like helper of like needing to be the helper? Um, I wouldn't say hard. I think it's just what you've talked about because it's it's what you're used to. Um, and I had worked at it, and then yesterday, what I mentioned earlier about like you know asking questions and coaching someone during a call and then i was helping her her through that and then i realized like oh i'm past this and it was like a cool thing of oh like this is true like i don't i don't rely on that like that doesn't i don't yeah rely on that at all anymore and if i do i feel it almost like you like it's not like me Mm -hmm. and like i see it outside of myself did you notice a difference in the relationships you, you had like for people who had been kind of trained of you in that energy? Like how did that affect those relationships? That's also a great question. Um, yes and no. Um, maybe not as the helper role, but I will say my energy has definitely changed again, back to the beginning of what we talked about, just more confidence and like the masculinity piece. My mom actually, um, she said something to me. She's like, Ben, I feel you. 
she was crying because me and my mom have a good relationship. She's like, Ben, I feel you separating, you know, <laughs> but, and she, but she's like, and she's like, I know it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, yes, still love my mom. She loves me, but it's not like a, there's no like energetic need or cord or like mm-hmm. you rely on codependency, whatever you want to name it is like, that is clear. And so it's coming from a more neutral and fully loving place. So, and I've had friends now that I see clearly that is very interesting. And I'm not sure if they've, I'm going to say the word downhill or Mm -hmm. are just in a more painful, dark place, or if I'm just completely different, I think it's a little bit of both. But now I just like, whoa, like, and I'm still friends with them, but it's different. It's coming from a different place. People that I used to look up to, I no longer look up to them anymore. Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, everyone on earth, I no longer look up to, like, I respect them. I honor them. I love them. And I'm excited. And I'm still very open. And I want to learn from them, learn with them. Mm-hmm. But no one's on a pedestal anymore. And that, yeah. used to, and that used to come from like the help thing, but reversed because I felt like I needed to be helped. Yeah, I, I feel like when I first kind of got into this space, like, not, I mean, when I first started like my podcast, I had that mm-hmm. feeling of like, you get to know people. How many years ago was that? Three, four? Almost six. Six. Holy shit. <laughs> but it made me very quickly. I'm like, I don't hold anybody on a pedestal because everybody mm-hmm. has their shit. Everybody's working on stuff. Yeah. Like, it's they just really like, do. you know, like, <laughs> do we vibe like that's it um and i think there's just so so much behind the scenes that people don't realize but i've had a similar experience i think in the last year um a lot of my relationships have just shifted and i find that i don't resonate with the same people anymore and that's totally fine i think this is a big thing for people especially in the last couple of years but it comes up all the time and for me i i take relationships shifting as a sign of my evolution mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I had the same friendships, like exactly the same forever, I would, doesn't that signal to me that I'm a little stagnant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is how I see it too. So I think it's a natural part of the evolution. Um, and I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like yeah. I mean, of that. yeah. And some friends are going to keep some friends you won't Like The dynamic will for sure change and some people will grow with you. Like there's some people in my life that would be shocked if they're not in some shape or form mm-hmm. still in my family, you know, yeah. years, down, years down the line because they have like the same, they're made of the same stuff. Same. They're made of the same stardust. So we're mm-hmm. in it together, you mm-hmm. know, we're in it together. Well, <laughs> this has been a great catch up. <laughs> that has been it. That was, that was, I know that was long, but like, also awesome that was long i enjoyed it thank you for your time (laughs) and for your for your lovely questions you're so welcome yeah thank you for asking questions and cool to hear like different yeah different perspectives and that's what that's what i appreciated and yeah if you're still (laughs) listening right now shout out to you Cause, cause even no matter how, yeah, just listening to any podcast, like, yeah, I love you. And like, you're awesome. And even regardless, even if you're not listening somehow, just you'll energetically feel that 
you're amazing and I love you. And you could just be completely listening and you could have skipped this episode and you could be still resting, doing nothing. And we still love. This is true. Do, do you think the, the the prayer at the beginning was was effective? <laughs> yeah, it? just so people know we said like a intention slash prayer. Um, I mean, I, I know so and I hope so. There we go. Well, yeah. let it, I, everyone however let us people know. receive. Yeah. Let us know what, what you thought. Um, ben, why don't you tell everyone where they can connect with you more? Yeah, connect with me as a human if if you vibe. But um so on Instagram, is that the fear guy? Just search the fear guy. Some people it's funny it's funny sometimes I get I think I get mistakenly tagged in things because they just tap in fear and then my name just automatically pops up, which is a good sign. Um so the fear guy, my website is feeling freecom so, oh, and I always, I sometimes forget about the podcast, but the podcast is called Feeling Free, which Christina was on almost a year ago, which is insane. You were the third episode, I believe. So, yeah. wow. So it's been almost a year and um, so full circle. So much has evolved and changed. And in, in another year, I imagine it will be the same. And I, that's my plan. Kind of what you mentioned about friends is I also view that as myself. Like every year is like, well, I want it at the same time to be like, whoa, like I'm more me and, but still different. Like I just want to look back and just like, whoa, like so much, I've learned so much and evolved and remembered so much. And that's happened every year so far. So bang. I feel that. I feel that. Well, thank you for being here. I'm sure everybody will want to reach out to you. Um, I appreciate you very much. So thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Boom. Huge shout out to Ben for coming on the podcast. What an epic conversation. Make sure you reach out to Ben if you did enjoy the show and let him know. You can find him on Instagram at the.fear.guy. You can find his podcast on Apple Podcasts. It is the Feeling Free Podcast. And you can find him on his website, feeling-free.com. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure you take a screenshot and share it to Instagram and tag me, tag Ben so that we can repost you and say thank you. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you do enjoy the show and you get value out of it, it just takes a second and it plays a huge role in helping other people find the show. Thanks again so much for tuning in today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.